On the British Broadcasting Century podcast, we are telling the origin story of British broadcasting. Ahead of season two, here's the story so far, from Marconi to Reith. And who better to tell that story than those who were there, from Marconi to Reith? Listen to this, Kemp. Take the headphone. My interest was rather centred on the idea of transmitting speech by Wiley's. Round and Ditcham of the Marconi Company. Chelmsford was, I think, the first broadcasting station in the world. Most of the programmes are not very exciting. I understand that Ditcham mostly recited the times of trains. They said, would you come? They want a girl's voice. And so I said, yes, if you like. Dame Nellie Melbourne gave her first broadcast in June 1920 from this station. I got a microphone. I've got a little cone on it. You may have seen the picture. I don't know whether she's been vaccinated. Melba <laughs> sang 11 songs for me. Uh, the third song, an intermediate bell bust on the panel. Madam Melba, the world is calling for more. She says, are they? It made a tremendous sensation. She was heard all over Europe. That was the first irregular broadcasting in Britain. But only for a short time. Official frowned on using radio for amusement and shut us up. The amateurs of England petitioned the then Postmaster General. We were anxious to know whether the government would permit firms like ours to exploit broadcasting here as in America. I happened to be in the Marconi Company at the time, long low hut for the long low people. We were eventually appointed to do this thing called broadcasting. And I said, give me that microphone. Hello, CQ. Hello, CQ. This is 2 Emma Talk. Rittle testing. This is 2 Emma Talk. Rittle testing. The British government was cautious. There may be some jamming. There may be some oscillation. It was clear that broadcasting must be placed on a sound basis. And that's how probably the first regular broadcasting station in Britain ever started. Meantime, other electrical firms had applied for transmitting licenses. We, in the north, felt ourselves in competition with Marconi in the south. Prolonged negotiations between the government and various interested parties. They should get together and evolve some cooperative method of running and managing broadcasting, which, after much negotiation and argument among themselves and with the post office, resulted in a happy announcement by the Postmaster General in the House of Commons brought about the formation of the BBC. My wife, Jane, she's got wildly thunderbrain. I'll be ducked. Here I am again with me old string bag. Thus, the British Broadcasting Company came into being. 14th November 1922. 2LO at Marconi House, London. 2LO, Marconi House, London, calling. 5IT at the General Electric Company's works, Whitton, Birmingham. Hello. This is 5IT. And 2ZY at the Trafford Park, Manchester, the next day. BBC. Join me, Paul Carenza, for season two of the podcast covering the Beeb's first year. The first entertainers, Women's Hour, the Radio Times, drunken broadcasts from Savoy Hill, a battle with the government and the press, plus guests like Lee Mack. It was a treat because we were allowed to watch it and have a curly-whirly. And David Hamilton. It was the beginning of Monty Python. Good evening. There are some terrific programmes for you tonight on Thames. But first, here's a load of old rubbish on the BBC. Do subscribe now wherever you get podcasts and be informed, educated and entertained with the British Broadcasting Century podcast. (laughs) 